0: Welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Froschek, and I'm joined by Allegra Frank. Hey, Allegra. Hi. And Chris Plant. Hey, Chris. Oh, hello. How are you both doing? So good. Yeah?
1: Really good.
0: Well, let me ask you how you would be doing (laughs) if you were in Las Vegas and you just lost millions of dollars in poker. I don't know that
1: I'd be doing much differently than I'm doing
0: right now. Comparably. yeah. You do seem a little sick. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Um, today we're going to be doing uh, poker. or At least I'm going to be talking about poker we're and be the history of poker. History of poker. We're not going to be playing poker. Uh, we're going to be talking about the history of poker. Um, I I'm I'm by no means an expert uh, in mm. the actual game, which is to say I've played it a number of times, but I wouldn't say I'm the best of the best. Allegra, you, however. Are known the world over for being a poker master, correct?
1: Remember those celebrity poker shows on ESPN? Yes. I was never on one of those because I'm not
0: famous (laughs) and I don't play poker. (gasps) Uh, Plant, do you play (laughs) poker? Have you ever played? Uh,
2: I mean, yeah, I know how to play poker. But like, Like, have you not, like, legit played? I've been to Vegas. I have played a hand of poker. And how did it go? I lost. Terrible. I, I mean, if you play one hand, that is usually a sign. That did not go well. Do you
0: remember what kind of poker you played?
2: No. I don't remember anything about it. I remember them telling
0: me I lost. (laughs) You can walk away now. You've (laughs) lost. Um, Well, Chris Plant always promises a lot of great things at the top of his episodes, and I thought I would copy Mm -hmm. the format, so I'm going to (laughs) promise a few things for you guys. I'm going to promise a murder most foul. (gasps) Ooh. Most foul! The greatest comeback in poker history, <laughs> and Matt Damon. Oh, oh! I know where this is going. Very exciting. Okay, so so we're gonna we're gonna cross those bridges when we come to them. But we're gonna start off simply with the origins of poker. Now, the uh, presiding knowledge is that poker originated from a 10th century Chinese game, which was played by the emperor of China. His name was Mu Tsung, and uh, it was kind of like a domino game with some bluffing mechanics and stuff like that. There were like elements of poker in that you would have a hand, as it were, of dominoes, and you would bluff and, and fool people into thinking you had a better hand, but, but like very rudimentary basics. Flash forward several hundred years later, the Persians had a game called Nas. That's A-S-N-A-S. I don't know how to pronounce that. Legitimately. Uh, This was in the 16th century. um, And it actually used oh no, more words for me to say. It used cards called Janifa, maybe? Ganjifa? Something. I think it's Ganjifa. They're called treasure cards. And these were like actual cards. They were made up of 96 cards in a deck. And they were made from Mm -hmm. thin ivory and wood. So obviously not paper. Uh, Well, I guess paper is thin thinner wood technically <laughs> but here we're Russell. talking about like super fancy fancy cars that they used in persia do you, do you know they actually
2: had another name for for this game what it was called Ilmatic because you had to
0: play as nas <laughs> good work plant well done uh Thank very you. funny um so m- modern poker as we know it actually derives uh, although it uses used elements from those classic games, it derives from a French game called poke or poke. Anyone speak French here? Wait, p- what? how do you spell it? P-O-Q-U-E. You don't pronounce the E. Poke. Poke. So from poke, uh, which makes sense. Obviously, this was uh, very popular in the 17th century. It was also p- uh, played in Spain, a game called <laughs> Primero, which means first, I believe, oh. if my... Uh, <laughs> my uh, elementary school spanish comes back to me um, i'm sorry
2: can we pause for a second what its name is poke as in it would become poker and your your instinct was <laughs> well, <laughs> poke well yeah as in poker yeah but i didn't <laughs> call it poke or But it's spelled
1: Q-U-E at
2: the end. I don't speak French. Okay, so
1: fun fact about French. You only pronounce the last syllable. If there's another E after it, Mm -hmm. then it would be poke. Yeah. But there isn't one, so it's poke. Also because
0: of what Plant just said. But I nailed Primero. (laughs) Thank you. Right? Primero. Primero. Asnaz. Okay, so... Poke was very popular in France, and then French settlers would come to the US, uh, specifically around the New Orleans area, how's that for pronunciation? (laughs) New Orleans, Mm. um, and would uh, share it with uh, locals there, and it became very popular there. Um, It was very quickly anglicized into poker, um, and it actually ended up replacing Three Card Monty, which was like the go-to card game at the time, but which was widely seen as like a total scam and remains to this day. Are you guys familiar with three card Monty? No. It's three card Monty is the one where there's three cards and you hide something under mm. one of the cards.
1: Oh. Always the black, never the red. I love that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a total scam <laughs> not to be encouraged. So people thought that this new form called poker was a more legitimate game, uh, more uh, tied into skill and less like getting scammed by someone. Um, how it spread around the world, so, so how it spread around the U.S., I, sh- I should say. So obviously, uh, New Orleans, it became very popular, and running through New Orleans, the old Mississippi River. And what does the Mississippi River have? Chris Plant, what does water. it have? It has water, and what's on that water? Boats. What kind of boats? Mark Twain. Sure, river boats that Mark <laughs> Twain it. would shout, and he would say, Mark Twain, and that's how he got his name. Um... People Langhorne weren't... Clemens was his real name, but not until he shouted Mark Twain. <laughs> and people say, that
2: old Langhorn will call him that.
0: <laughs> Samuel. Samuel Clemens. Samuel Langhorne Clemens. Oh, wow. You know the middle name, <laughs> too? Uh, so it became very popular with people working on these riverboats, and that's how we get the image of the river bar- riverboat casino. You know, the classic riverboat casino image in the, uh, as yeah. presented in the movie Maverick? Great film sure yeah uh, they would basically run up and down the Mississippi River and people would get on and, and spend a bunch of money sure. or gamble with you know various people on the boat mm-hmm. uh, so it started spreading all over the US very popular um,
1: wait can I just okay hold on it took me a second to realize that when you said run up and down you meant the boats like yeah <laughs> what did you think I meant <laughs> like you meant players would be chasing after these boats like on land <laughs> and hopping onto
2: the boats well some of them did if they were late well
0: that's and the boat that's what was, people
2: do today right? am i cutting ahead too much if i say that that go, go to ahead, this day it. in in missouri where i grew up when they finally wanted to bring back uh gambling they like vaguely tied it to the heritage of the state and you couldn't play on land you could only play on river boats mm-hmm. but the the riverboats were essentially permadocked on on like on the shore But they still had to be boats, so the way that you would play is the river boats would be built into the building, but only, I think, I don't know, like once an hour for five minutes they'd be like, okay, (laughs) we're going on a trip, you can board the boat now, and then you would get on, and then they'd be like, okay, the boat is out at water, we're de-docking, and nothing really would change. You'd (laughs) still be in the same building, but you couldn't, like, get off or on the boat, because you were like... You were on water. You are on water at that time. And then they would be like, okay, time to get off. And you'd get off. And be like now you're back on land.
0: <laughs> gambling laws are stupid. They are very, very <laughs> silly. Uh, uh, thank you for sharing that, because I did not delve too deeply into gambling laws. But um, I guess people in Missouri don't understand how boats work is really the upshot of that. Mm-hmm. Get with it, yeah, Missouri. Yeah, that is the upshot. <laughs> um, speaking of upshot, we're going to talk about a gentleman <laughs> named Wild Bill Hickok. He mm. got he familiar talk. with Wild Bill, mm-hmm. very famous uh, gentleman. He was a soldier in the Civil War, uh, a showman. He would travel around the world, uh, around the country mostly, but did some world traveling as well, doing like fancy like cowboy shows. So uh, doing like uh, trick shot tournaments and stuff like that mm-hmm. to show off his skills. He was very well known for having a very quick draw. So mm-hmm. if, you know, he was a high nude standoff, he could draw very quickly on people. So he became world famous. Um, he, he loved to gamble. And uh, when he was 39, he managed to uh, travel to the um, mining town of Deadwood, South Dakota. Hey, a- Sound familiar? Yeah. There's a TV mm. show called Deadwood, South Dakota. Well, just called Deadwood. <laughs> Deadwood, <laughs> South Dakota. That's <laughs> the sequel. South Dakota. Um, uh, and actually, it wasn't even called South Dakota at the time. It was just called Deadwood because it was the Dakota Territories, which mm. was technically owned by the Native Americans at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, he was 39 truth be told his fame had sort of diminished over time and he was sort of like kind of, uh, not in his best state. Um, he drank very heavily, he gambled very heavily, uh, and he had come to Deadwood to essentially, um, invest in some of the gold mining that was going on, but also just ride his fame into riches. Um, so he arrived in 1876 He shows up, he finds a spot that he loves to gamble in. It's called the Nuttall and Man's Saloon. It's still there to this day. I was just there uh, actually this past summer. And there it was, surrounded by cheap tourist traps. Um, So he shows up, he starts gambling. One month in, this is uh, a month after he showed up, uh, he was uh, sitting and playing in Nuttall's Saloon. And a man came and sat down next to him. He was very, very drunk. His name was Jack McCall. Now, Jack McCall Mm. was not a very good poker player. Uh, Obviously, uh, Wild Bill much better than him. In very short order, Wild Bill totally runs him out of of money. Uh, He totally gets busted. And Wild Bill, in sort of like a nice, like kind demeanor, offers him money for breakfast so they could like go and, you know, eat some eggs and, you know, kind of sop up some of the booze. Eggs. Jack McCall, you like eggs? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good (laughs) idea if you're drunk. Try, try some eggs. It'll help. Jack McCall did not take very kindly to this offer of breakfast and stormed out. One day later, Wild Bill is back at the table, the very same table. Now, ordinarily, Wild Bill would sit facing the door. That was his, uh, you know, because he wanted to make sure no one could sneak up yeah. on him. Today, that seat was taken by someone else. Wild <gasps> Bill repeatedly asked, can I sit in your seat? The dude was like, no, no go. So Wild Bill had to sit with his back to the door. Oh, no. You see where this is going? Uh, Jack McCall walks in, shouts, and I want to quote him here, damn you, take that, and shoots Wild Bill in the back of the head while he's Ah. playing poker. Um, The uh, game that he was playing was five-card stud, and the hand that he had was two aces and two eights. Now the fifth hand in the uh, five-card stud hand the fifth card is currently a total mystery like there's a lot of confusion or disagreement about what the fifth card was but the that aces and eights combination is still today uh, still known today as the dead man's hand after poor wild bill so if you're playing poker and they say ooh dead man's hand you've got aces and eights
1: is that bad
0: aces and eights is not a great hand if you're playing texas holdem and you start with like an ace at the beginning um it's pretty good but i wouldn't like bet the farm on it would I and, and five cards thought it's quite a good hand.
1: Would would I be at greater risk of death?
0: Potentially. Okay. Are you playing with drunkards in the Wild West? Probably. Uh, have you wronged them? Because if you've wronged probably, them, have you offered them breakfast money? <laughs>
1: I don't think I'd do that because
0: I would keep it or, for myself. Or like a Denny's gift certificate? <laughs> Denny's!
1: <laughs>
0: get them a Grand Slam. I'll bet if it was a Grand Slam breakfast, he wouldn't have gotten shot.
2: Daddy sucks, so... It does. It's, it's <laughs> pretty told, bad. He would have gotten shot on the spot. <laughs> I just want that ad campaign.
0: Breakfast so good, you won't get shot in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to uh, sp- uh, take a moment to talk about um, Wild Bill's uh, level of poetry. Before he died, he obviously didn't know he was going to die, but right before he died, he wrote one last letter to his wife, and he wrote, mm. Agnes, Dar- Agnes Darling, if such... We should never meet again. While firing my last shot, I will gently breathe the name of my wife, Agnes, and with wishes even for my enemies, I will make the plunge and try to swim to the other shore. Very peaceful, wow. very poetic. He kind of—it seemed like he kind of knew something was up. He actually spoke to friends before he died and said, "I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this town." Ah. Denver was known for being a very rough and tumble town, and he was right. Mm. Uh, very sad. I visited his grave. In Deadwood, it's it's very sweet. He was he was good friends with Calamity Jane, and they're buried right next to each other. Oh, um, okay. So we're gonna leave America very briefly. Poker's a huge smash hit. <laughs> everyone loves poker. Probably not Wild Bill anymore, but everyone wait, wait, else. Wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause, pause.
2: What? what? Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Taxi. <laughs> yes, here's my ticket out of America. Airline. Okay. <laughs> Now we're in the air. Shh. Where are we landing? Europe. Where are we landing? England. Landing in England. In 1871. <sighs> Welcome to 1871. What's that thing that just flew in the sky? God's <laughs> graces, the world's coming to an end.
0: <laughs> Sorry, okay. My, my no, land. Yours. Thank you, Chris Plant, for that uh, brilliant segue. We'll be sure to animate that. Uh in 1871, um the game made it over to Europe. Via the Queen. This was Queen Victoria, as a matter of fact. And uh, one of the U.S. ministers who was visiting uh, Great Britain spoke to her and uh, and basically introduced poker to the court. And the Queen was so in- transfixed by it that she uh, demanded that she learn all the rules and it kind of spread from there. Also, uh, some years later, World War I was a- another big uh, spreader of poker in Europe because, obviously, all the American soldiers, this is what they do to... To waste a lot of time. Because in case you don't know, there's a lot of downtime in war, and then it gets Mm. a little hairy. Um so obviously there's a lot of different (laughs) forms of poker. Um, It's a plot
2: of Jarhead. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) But no, keep going.
0: (laughs) Uh we'll be sure to check out the DVD of Jarhead coming soon to your local box. Sorry. Um what uh so name a, a, a kind of poker, like a type of poker.
1: Other than the kinds you've said.
0: How many have I said?
1: You said Texas Hold'em, that's a kind. Yeah,
0: that, okay, that, that, that's what I was going to You gonna... said
1: 5 cards stud. Stud, yep. That's all
0: I know. Okay. So we're going to talk about a little bit about Texas Hold'em, because I think at this point, it is the most well-known of the forms of poker. Do you guys know why it's so popular? It has a cool name. Be- it does. Because of the ESPN Texas Hold'em
2: like tournaments, right? Sure, but even before— World Series of Poker?
0: Sure, but even before ESPN would broadcast the World Series of Poker, uh-huh. it was still very popular, specifically mm. in Texas. Chris Plant. Well, that makes sense. Hence the
2: name. <laughs> Actually, there they just called it Hold'em. Yeah, we don't play Omaha Hold'em here. We no, play Texas Hold'em. Texas
0: Hold'em. I just
1: have to ha- ask a brief question: Are we back in mm. America
0: now? Yeah, we're back in America. Oh. I just wanted hey, to. Sh- s- sh- <laughs> taxi. Thank you. I did say it was a brief. It was a brief uh, sojourn. I wanted to. Uh, show that the wor- how the world learned about poker mm-hmm. as we know it. And uh, mm. thank you, America, for really leading the way. Mm. Um, so Texas Hold'em, introduced, uh, invented in Robstown, Texas, in the early 1900s. Do you <laughs> know what that is? Did I say that wrong? Yeah, it's right by Ericstown.
1: Stop! <laughs>
0: it's actually right by Corpus Christi, Chris Plant. Sorry, yeah. home town. home of Texas. Kind of, plant's a little punchy today. Um, and uh, although they don't know specifically who invented it, um, the Texas State Legislature took some well earned time to identify Robstown as the home of Texas Hold'em. Now it became very very popular in Texas. Everyone was playing it everywhere, mm-hmm. but not really outside of Texas until 1967, when a few men. I'm going to get their names right because they're awesome names. Doyle Brunson, Mm. Crandell Addington, great name, and wait for it, the best one, Amarillo Slim.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Not his real name, but that was, everyone knows him as Amarillo Slim. That's rad. Um, They brought Texas Hold'em as we know it to Vegas. Um, It had never been there before. It was, you know, five card stud and other forms of poker, but Texas Hold'em uh, had never come to vegas unfortunately no one wanted to put it in any of their casinos because it was a totally different form of poker unlike five card stud where you're dealt five cards here you're only getting two and there's cards in the center and if you don't know how to play texas hold'em i'm not going to explain it on here because it's really boring but it is a very different way to play poker so it was very foreign so no one was putting there one casino did agree to include it in their lineup. It was the Golden Nugget Casino mm. in downtown Las Vegas. Now, I don't know how much you guys know about Las Vegas as a city. Do you guys, are you pretty familiar with it? Downtown Las Vegas is not where Las Vegas stuff is. That is accurate. Chris Plant is accurate. So when people think of Las Vegas today, they think of the Strip, which is not downtown mm. Las Vegas. Downtown Las Vegas um, is elsewhere. Um, it's known for having like entire streets. It, it's like pedestrian like friendly uh, streets closed off to actual traffic. It's also known a ceiling. for feeling. Be- so, yeah. And there's a ceiling. Right. It's also known for being very um, seedy and like cheap. Mm. It's like the cheap it has part really of Vegas. cheap
1: real estate.
0: Yes. If that. you've seen the movie um, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation, it's where Clark goes and plays all the like shady uh, poker games where it's like pick which hand the money is in. Very great movie. Um, Nick Parvajur- <laughs> Giorgio from Rio. So the only casino that would put it is the, is the Golden Horseshoe, which was in downtown Las Vegas. Mm. They literally had sawdust on the ground. Like, that's, this is what we're talking about. It, it mops up the puke in case you're curious why mm, they had okay. sawdust on the ground. <laughs> um, but it became a huge hit there. Everyone was playing it. Poker players really, really liked it because um, Texas Hold'em specifically is a very skill-based game um whereas uh, a game like uh five card stud relies heavily on luck or rng as the kids say it randomness uh, in, rng in texas holdem although there is obviously some luck involved um it's m- a much more skill based game about bluffing and and proper betting and fooling other people into whatever thinking you have a better hand than oh you so do. this
1: is like is this the primary version of poker where there's bluffing and
0: all that i mean all for, all forms of poker even back until the 10th century have had some form of bluffing. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this form of poker, bluffing is much more valuable. You can make a lot of money, even if you have no cards whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly because there's like a lot of betting rounds, so you can like constantly bluff someone into spending a lot more money. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a good hand, you can bluff them into thinking you have a bad hand. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So uh, it's a big hit at the uh, crappy... Uh, Golden Nugget Casino, so much so that in 1969, which was just two years later, the Dunes Casino, which was like legit in 1969, like very fancy, um, very well-respected casino, put it in their front room. And it ended up being very popular because poker pros who like play poker all the time would make a ton of money while they're playing it and clean out the tourists that would only be there for like a day or two. Um, because again, it's much more skill based. So even Mm -hmm. a lucky tourist will still probably get busted. Um, and, uh, yeah. uh, So, so from there, Texas Hold'em spread throughout Vegas and soon became a mainstay of something you mentioned, I think earlier. (laughs) Did you? The World Series of Poker? Did you mention that?
1: Oh, that was Plant. I said the celebrity one.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Celebrity (laughs) Poker, right. Uh, Plant, what do you know about the World Series of Poker?
2: uh you get a ring if you win yeah that's one thing yes second thing you get money like a lot of money if you win yep. third thing there was a period where it was like the hottest thing on espn and i think like abc by proxy Mostly the deuce to be honest i don't know if it was the, on the deuce really I, was... I, I think for a while it kind of like became really yeah. big sure and yeah. then it like fell
0: off a cliff but still they still broadcast poker Sure, uh, but, yeah. But, but I mostly mean, only not, during uh... the World Series. Um, so the World Series of Poker um, started as the second annual gambling fraternity convention, which <laughs> really, from a branding perspective, does not have a lot of flair to it. This was back in 1969. No. This is the same year that Texas Hold'em came to the Dunes Casino. Um, so they, this convention was going on. They decided, hey, we're going to have all these people play, who play poker here. Let's have a tournament. Um, And they agreed that the buy-in would be $10,000, which obviously a lot of money back then. Um, And they had um, uh, a few entrants, but not a ton of people were interested because, again, Texas Hold'em, although it was popular, had not totally breached the mainstream consciousness yet. But two people saw the potential of this thing. They just saw how terribly it was being branded. So Benny and Jack Binion, who owned the Binion's Casino, Bought Binions? They own, yeah, it was the Binion's, Binions Casino. It's closed now, but yes, it was called the Binions Casino. I like that. Uh, bought the rights to the convention <laughs> as well as the tournament, and they renamed the tournament mm-hmm. the World Series of Poker. Um, Brought to you by Binions. Brought to you Call by Binions. the Funion. Well, it was originally for many years was called the Binions Horseshoe World <laughs> Series of Poker.
1: The people who mm. work at Binions are called Minions.
0: <laughs> the Binions Minions, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh okay, so in nineteen seventy one Uh, The first year of the tournament, how many people were entered?
1: Uh, I'm going to say 20.
0: This is for the Texas Hold'em tournament. I'm going to say 35. Okay. Six people were entered.
1: I was closer.
2: Mm, That's that's (laughs) not even a tournament. Wow. Also, thanks for bragging. (laughs) Well, it's,
0: it's basically, yeah, one table, one poker table of people. Uh first pra- first place prize was $30,000. Woo. So uh you got a very good chunk of the uh money. In 2017, the World Series of Poker was held. How many entrants? I'm going to say Now remember, I should mention. Uh-huh. The uh buy-in fee has remained in all that time 10 uh, ten ten grand. It's still 10 grand. To 10 this
1: day. grand?
0: Yes. So back then 10 grand was a lot of money today. Chump change. I spend that on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> still ten grand. So keep, keep that in mind. How many people?
1: I'm gonna say three hundred.
0: Okay. Plant. I'm gonna
2: say. I'm gonna two, two two part answer. I'm gonna say something like six fifty. That still feels low. Maybe seven hundred. But I I'm going to guess that like certain people essentially get like brought in and don't have to compete at the low
0: level. Okay. So. That's false, actually. Really? Well, so what you're talking about is satellite tables. So if you don't have 10 grand, let's say Allegro comes to Vegas. I don't have Mm -hmm. 10 grand. That's crazy. You can enter a satellite tournament where you basically win the $10,000 entry fee. So it's a side tournament. And if you win the tournament, oh, okay, you get free entry. Well, effectively, free entry into the the, uh, big tournament. So is that kind of what you're talking about? But like no, more... no, I mean it's like say like they're
2: Mr. Joey Big Jeans, yeah. like the world's best poker Phil player. Hellmuth. Sure, both of these people. <laughs> the both children of the Binions family. Yes. Um say they like are such a big deal that it's like they can't have their time waste, wasted, like working through the fluff. Sure. So mm-hmm. they like kind of like a bye weekend for a yeah. football team like the Patriots, right? So, my guess would be that there's something like a bye weekend there for is people not. who are actually good. That, wow. Uh,
0: Chris Plant, that goes against the entire spirit of poker. Yeah, everyone I, it's starts also Vegas. on a level playing field. <laughs> Vegas no v- spirit. <laughs> well, in this case, everyone starts on a level playing field. <laughs> okay, and, okay. And it's true. Like, you could have a, a string of bad luck to the point where, like, you get busted. You could be last year's world championship champion and you can get busted very easily. Mm-hmm. So,. That is part of the challenge. People say in order to win the World Series of Poker, you definitely need a fair bit of luck uh, to pull it off.
1: Okay, so how many people?
0: Okay, so in 2017, 7,221 people <sighs> entered the World Series of Poker. I was
1: going to say 3,000, then you said it cost 10,000. <sighs> Whatever, I guess there's a ton of rich people in this country.
0: How, what, what was the first place prize? That many people?
1: Uh, I'm going to say a million dollars. Plant?
2: I'm going to say... 20 million dollars
0: 8.1 million dollars now if you do the math you'll realize that there's quite a bit of money missing if you do 10,000 times you know 700 yeah
1: everyone's contributing to the pool
0: well everyone's contributing to the pool right but also if uh at a certain point you will make back your 10 grand so if you're I don't know what the cutoff is but if you're let's say in the top 500 players you make back the 10 grand and as you get closer and closer to the number one spot you'll earn a little bit more money now the number 1 spot earns Eww. a lot more money but there is if you're good at poker you don't have yeah. to be the number 1 player to uh leave Vegas uh, in the black as it were.
2: And so is the <laughs> is all the money from the pool? I figured like it would be higher because they also have like sponsorship money, right? Like that the pool of cash could be higher than the amount put in.
0: Yeah, so as I understand it, uh sponsorship money pays for things like the venue Stuff like that. It sure, goes to like yeah. the casino itself. It doesn't really go to the pot. I okay. might not be a hundred percent right, but the, essentially, if you do the math, there's like a million dollars left over um, of quote free money after the eight million. Actually, that's not true. There's way more than that. Uh, there's like sixty million dollars if you do the, if you multiply the seven thousand. Sixty. It's a lot of money. Um, but <laughs> but the number one winner wins eight million dollars, which is great. And now I'm going to take a moment and talk about the greatest comeback in poker history. I'm not even going to say World Series of Poker History. I'm going to say Poker History, because this story is crazy. Take a trip through time. Plant, do you have a time travel sound effect to make? One second, Doctor. Just have to fix this
2: one last part.
0: Now I'll open the door.
2: Now we'll shut the door. Now
0: I'll just flip this switch. Okay, so we're there. The year is 1982. Um... A gentleman named Jack Strauss uh, is in the World Series of Poker. Wait,
2: wait, sorry, we use my time machine to go back to 1982. Yeah, of all years,
0: it's a great year. He could have
2: killed Hitler.
0: <laughs> we want to. Wouldn't you go back and don't you want to personally see the greatest comeback in World World Series of Poker history? Or it's kind of too later. late. We're already here. Yeah, <laughs> we're here. So don't, don't you think that's a good investment? Sure, yeah. Now we need 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts to get it working again. Okay. We'll figure it out, I'm sure.
2: The, the power of the Vegas Strip.
0: <laughs> yes. So in 1982, uh, Jack Strauss is in the World Series of Poker. He is not doing well at all. Um, he is down to his last stack of chips. He gets a hand that he think can wi- thinks can win. He pushes all of his chips into the center And he loses. He's out of the tournament. Oh. Or is he? (laughs) Or is he? Um, Apparently, one $500 chip was waiting underneath a napkin that he had in front of him that he did not see and did not push into the center. Now, a little little bit about poker, specifically Texas Hold'em. If you say all in, that means I'm going to bet all the chips I have and I push them all in. Now, he did not say that. He did not say all in. All he did was push his chips in dramatically, but didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. So, technically, all he bet was the stack that he pushed in, not that one chip that he had remaining Mm -hmm. underneath the napkin. With that one chip, he went on to win the World Series of Poker. He came back miraculously and won the World Series of Poker, um, thus creating a uh, term that's still used today, today, which is a chip in a chair. Which is defined as you always have a chance so long as you have a chip in a chair.
1: Wait, so he he himself put it under the napkin,
0: not intentionally. I think he just like lost it.
1: Okay, so he like dramatically puts all his stuff in, just yeah. happens to not say all in. Sure. And then after he's like, "Dang it, I lost all my money!" But right. then he's like, "Oh, I gotta wipe my tears." Yes, he was up crying. the napkin. He's like, "Oh God, I'm still in this thing."
0: Okay. Right. He said That's all cool. those things yes. too. Uh, it was pretty amazing, pretty amazing story. Uh, Jack Strauss, um, very talented poker player, obviously. Um, not mm-hmm. so talented, Mr. Matt Damon and Mr. Ed Norton. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie Rounders. I'm First, not, but also we're, we're still in 1982. So we need to go back. Okay, the year is 1982. <laughs> Matt Damon is 12 years old. Little did now he we know. traveled. It's the 90s now. That he, yes. Oh, we traveled. We ran we're in into 90s. him in
1: 1980, but now we're in the Okay, 90s.
0: now it's 1998. Matt Damon is 30, 27? You said somewhere
1: he, said he around was there. 12 in 1980.
0: <laughs> He's probably young. like 27. Um, sure. Matt Damon and uh, Ed Norton star in a movie called Rounders, which is actually one of the very first Texas Hold'em-centric poker movies ever made. There haven't been a ton. Really, it's one of the first poker-centric movies ever made. There haven't been a ton of them. Rounders is very good. I watched it like a year ago. It still holds up if you like uh, those actors. Um, and uh, John Malkovich does an amazing Russian accent in that movie, which is just primo. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt Damon and Ed Norton star in this movie. I guess for it wasn't really research, but more I think they got the poker bug from being in this movie. Mm. So that year, both Ed Norton and uh, Matt Damon entered the World Series of Poker for ten grand again. Norton Damon chump change. They throw that down on, you know, every day. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk doesn't care about 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Nah. Matt Damon, wait, incre- oh yeah, he was the first Incredible Hulk. Yeah, the uh, second. Well, but... I thought you meant Matt Damon. Oh yeah, the second. <laughs> Eric Bannon was the first. Uh, Matt Damon, um, so was in the tournament, had pocket kings, which is a very good hand, that means two kings uh, in, in Texas Hold'em, and uh, went all in and was knocked out of the tournament by none other then Doyle Brunson, the man who brought Texas Hold'em to Vegas. Oh. So honestly, if you're going to get knocked out, get knocked out by the king. By Doyle. What? By Doyle. By Doyle. Yeah, Mr. Brunson. To you. <laughs> you have to be very formal. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's like a whirlwind tour of, of poker uh, as, as uh, I see it. I'm a big fan of poker. Whenever I go to Vegas, I play on the limit tables, you can play no limit or limit uh, Texas Hold'em. Um, no, uh, no limit is not recommended because someone with a million dollars will just keep out betting you, and you won't be able to match them. But with limit poker, there's a cap to how much you can bet. So effectively, what I like is that you can like stretch out your money for a really long period of time.
1: What's the most you've lost?
0: Uh, like two hundred bucks over the course of a night. Like not crazy amounts of money. What's the most you've won? hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars <coughs> over the course of the night, somewhere around there. I did win a tournament once. It was like a friends tournament, but it was very exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have ba- another question. What? Oh my mm. God, Chris, Point, did you take <laughs> something before? <laughs> I, I this? don't know. I was just
2: shocked that you didn't mention the thing that Brunson said after he beat Matt Damon. Oh, I missed the quote. What is it? How do you like these
0: apples?
1: Is that where that comes from? N- no. No.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Allegra. Allegra. I've never seen Rounders with Matt Damon and Edward Norton. <laughs> also, that happened after. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the movie? Hunting <laughs> Private <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> no, Hunting
2: it's the one Pride of the Robin Williams.
0: Williams. It was after. Oh, yeah.
1: I did like that movie. Okay, um, wait, hold on. I have another question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so there's like Royal Flush... Full House. Yes. Okay. Are there other ones? Are there <laughs> yeah, a lot a of other bunch. ones? What's Straight, the best one?
0: Uh, that is a Royal Flush. Okay. Uh, that is mm. a, a single suited Ace, King, Queen, Jack 10. Mm-hmm. Extremely, extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're ever watching a movie, Casino Royale is an example of this. If you're ever watching a movie where someone gets a Royal Flush to win the tournament, that's a stupid movie. Because <laughs> the odds of that ever happening are like so astronomically low that... They were just being lazy and wanted to make sure the audience knew that he had a really good hand.
1: Have you ever been watching a movie and then you thought it was awesome, but then that happened? You were like, "Yeah, it's Casino Royale." <laughs> yeah, it's
0: honestly Casino Royale. Casino Royale was like, "I have this hand," and then James Bond's like, "Wait, I have a flush," and then the other guy was like, "I have a super straight flush." It was just like mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. Decent movie otherwise, but but that scene I did not care for. Um, any other questions about poker? No, no you're st- no stumped are you guys gonna go out and play now i don't think so it's, yeah, it's exciting I have money yeah, i mean you don't have to spend a lot if you go to like an off the off the beaten path sawdust casino you could just throw down five dollars
1: i said i have no money russ oh zero mo- yeah, <laughs> I have zero money tough.
0: yeah you could pay, play money. with like um i don't know nickels but that's money too huh <laughs> that's money too. okay fair point okay a few credits for the uh history of poker um First of all, History.com's History of Poker uh, did a lot of the uh, introductory, like, uh, top-line look at, you know, old-timey poker and where it came from. I also want to call out James D. McLaird's, I'm sorry, uh, book Wild Bill Hick- Hickok and Calamity Jane Deadwood Legends, uh, which had some really good uh, Deadwood Legends uh, quotes in it, including uh, his letter to his wife. Um PokerNewsBoy.com's 10 Greatest Moments in World Series of Poker History, uh, which included the greatest comeback of all time. Uh, I also want to mention Super System, which is a book by Doyle Brunson. It's known as the first poker strategy book, uh, specifically for Texas Hold'em. If you want to get better at poker, Allegro, you should listen to that. And finally, The Biggest Game in Town by Al Alvarez, uh, basically talking about the rise of poker in Las Vegas. Well, this has been uh, the history of fun. Thank you uh, both for joining me. And thank you everyone uh, at home. As always, uh, if you want to spread the word on the show, we really appreciate it. We appreciate ratings on iTunes. Ah, Mm. Every week. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Every week. uh, all you have to do is bring uh, p- open up the Apple Podcast app. I realize you might be using something else to w- listen to the show. But if you have an iPhone, you have the Apple Podcast app. Just open it up and give us a rating if you haven't yet. We really appreciate it. Um, and until next week, um, this has been the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. Good luck at the poker tables. Bye.